0: Philip Llanos, CEO, Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to The War Room. It is an absolute pleasure to have you on, Rich. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fabulous. Hey. Can't complain. Everything's awesome. Always.
0: Respect. Yeah. All right. You got the right attitude. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, question for you. And we ask this of everybody who stops by. Uh, Do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs, business owners?
1: You know what? Uh, it's funny you should ask because I thought I wasn't. And it's really weird because my entire life, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. And it was mainly because of my mother. My mom would say, you know, if you have a business, you have always have to have, you know, stress, or always worried. So my entire life, I was like trying to find what job paid the most where I can leave And not worry about it for the rest of the time. I finally did become an entrepreneur once. I went back to the workforce and I'm like, no, I I need to own something. And it wasn't until a year into owning something again that I'm like, oh, man, like my uncle, all my uncles from my dad's side, all my aunts from my dad's side, all entrepreneurs. And I just like really sunk in like half my family were entrepreneurs. I don't know why I like I knew I had it in me, but my mom kind of beat it out of me, I guess you could say.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. So that's a very interesting relationship with that kind of lifestyle. And it's fascinating to me, specifically because what you do now is you help people become better stewards of their finances, right? And like and and Jason's favorite terms, passive income. Right. So that's another thing that you work on. So I want to get behind how that relationship changed because you can't do that kind of work and have a bad relationship with money. So, what happened that once you realized that, did you sort of say to yourself, okay, well, maybe I was looking at this all wrong and I need to take a closer look?
1: (laughs) Do we have time? (laughs) (laughs) So, it's funny you should say that because I was absolutely horrible with my money. I mean, you name it. I was bad with money. I would borrow from Peter to pay Paul. I (laughs) would, you know, I would take out credit cards. My wife did not want to marry me because I had so much debt. My income tax returns, they were spent before I even got them. Like, I was just horrible money. Like, I could not carry 20 bucks on me. And it was like that for most of my life. And one of the main causes, and I'm sorry to put my mother on blast a lot, but it was her mentality with money. Um, I love her to death. We have a great relationship. I don't. We don't argue a lot anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she just had a certain mentality when it came to money. And I developed that same mentality. It didn't start shifting until my wife, girlfriend, then we started living together. And I'm the type of person that no matter how broke I was, I never wanted to talk or argue about money. I I just, like, I remember one time in the kitchen and we were just arguing about money and I'm like, "I, I can't have this. Like, this is horrible. I hate this. I never wanted this in my life. And at that moment, that's when I'm like, I need to figure this out. I know there's a way to figure out how money works and be able to do something. Like, I can't live like this forever. And it was those times that, You know, you had $5 and it was either buy toilet paper or buy groceries, that type of like, I didn't know what to do with these $5 because I need toilet paper or I need food. And that's where I was. So I did not want to be there. So I just started picking up anything and everything I could about money, money books, financial books from thinking Grow Rich just did not do it for me. uh, It did. Great book, but I'm like, I, I what, what do I do with this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it. Like, that's how naive I was. I was so green that I'm like thinking, great. So, Like, yeah, I can think of it, but where do I go from here? Right. Those, then it was just, you know, um, rich dad, poor dad. And eventually everything started t- kind of making sense, but it, it took a while. And then once you realize it, and once I finally like, oh, this is what I need to do. It was steps back because then it's like cancel your cable, cancel like, you know, diminish all your liabilities, remove all your liabilities and start increasing your, you know, your assets. So it was this big shift and it's just a struggle, man. I'm the type of person that uh, I've been, you know, 230 pounds, you know, 40% body fat and gone down to 9% body fat. And I knew that it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen a month. It didn't happen in two months. It took six months to a year. And that's losing weight. So I knew it was going to have to be this consistent pattern and this, you know, determination that we need to stick through the the, the hell of it to get to the better side. So,
0: Yeah, man. No, a powerful story. And I think it's it's one that everybody, it's like you said, the conversation around money happens at home and some people are fortunate to have someone who's actually good with money at home to have that conversation and many others they take it into their adult life and only to realize i have to be the one that has this conversation in the right way and i might have to pay my dues and read the books pay for courses find out those weren't the courses pay for other courses go yeah. oh i should have paid for this course first and you know the list goes on and you know, I, I myself come from, you know, my, my father was an immigrant from Mexico. My mom was American, but she was also like, you know, uh, from a poor family. So, so it didn't help that like there were, and then they weren't around on top of that. So it didn't help at all that I had no one tell me anything about money. Uh, and I know the difference that can make, especially as you're younger, because the younger you start, (laughs) the better off you are in life. So, it's powerful that you decided to take that upon yourself and do that as your life's work. I think it's good work to be doing, uh, especially because often the people that are doing that, you know, and I'm, I'm half white, half Mexican, right. More often than not, the people that are giving advice are people that are white and I'm, I'm not making it about race. What I'm saying is often people will have someone like Sue Zorman or something. And, you know, I'm not saying she's the go-to person, but like someone representation matters right and if you don't see right. someone that looks like you that can tell you it unfortunately it's the truth especially for cultures that are that that are more like tied to where they came from than embracing where they've moved to right and and so there there's there's so much that comes around the conversation you of money. money there's so much of your identity oh, yeah. that gets attached to it that i think it's a really important conversation to be having because this is what holds people back from being able to start businesses this is what holds people from being able to have actual things in their life that can generate long-term generational wealth, you name it. The, the right. implications, the consequences are heavy, and it's ridiculous that you know many people don't open themselves up to those books. Like you know, I have Think and Grow Rich right here, and I've got a few other. You know what I mean? But I'm lucky because I just love reading, so I got lucky right. and decided to look into that. But for most people. They're gonna wait until you know Peter, Paul, and Joseph tell them about it, who they know from down the block, and they'll never look out to influencers. They'll never
1: even do it to begin with.
2: Sometimes,
0: so I think it's really important that you're having that conversation with people. Before I go any further, I want to check in with Jason and see what he's thinking of this.
2: Well, I will tell you, it is. I I didn't grow up in a rich family or anything either. I mean, my folks, my folks were business owners. They were entrepreneurs and. My dad farmed and my mom ran some stuff in town, but I grew up in a really small town and, and, and money was not abundant by any means. My dad went through 17 banks during uh, his farm career, not, not because it was for all the wrong reasons. They wouldn't give money. So he'd say, hey, give me a loan. I'll pay it off. He moved to the next one. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and I don't know, they did okay managing money. But it's not that the resources aren't available to people because they are. It's whether or not people get the right resources the first time. Right. That's the problem. Right. Because everybody's standing up on their soapbox and they're the expert. Right. Which we know. From the whole COVID stuff. Right. I call them COVID coaches. Um, <laughs> and. and <laughs> And so there was a lot of that. There's a lot of people putting their flag in the ground saying they're an expert and really they're probably not. Right. right. So um, I mean you're divorced and you're giving counseling on relationships. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of damn sense. Um so so can tell you so, what not to do. <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> Here's how not to get a divorce. There <laughs> now, there you go. There's a thing. But but I think it's you know, we have to have a relationship with money. Right. That's really what it comes down to, in my opinion, is, you know, we have to be comfortable enough with money. Um, I, I don't remember the guy's name, but he said, to be comfortable with money, you have to carry money. And uh, it, it was some conference sounds I went like to. Sounds like a thing. I can't stand him. No, I wouldn't <laughs> give. I wouldn't give him two minutes of my time. Um, but uh, no, it wasn't him. But his thing was, I remember him him telling me go to go to the bank, and take out ten thousand dollars and carry it around for one day, and just put it in your pocket and carry it around for one day, and that is the most uncomfortable feeling the first time you do it. But after it's in your pocket for about four or five hours, you forget about it, you know? And then it's like, oh, well, then at night you reach in your pockets like you usually do and empty your pockets. And, oh, shit, I forgot to put that back in the bank today, right? So then you start to get comfortable with money. And then conversations become more comfortable with money. So at least that's kind of how it was for me growing up and and being in business and so on and so forth. Now, I to me, money is just a piece of paper. So, no, no, I have no attachment to money at all. Most
0: people, <laughs> most people who are struggling with money, don't even know how to get the ten thousand to begin with. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's true. Like, how do true. I get the ten thousand? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> a Number of ways: create a product that's a thousand dollars of value, sell it ten times. You, you know, you name it. But you, yeah. you got you, it's a it's a pro, it's a process. Uh, but with that said. You, you wrote a book. Do I understand this correctly, Rich? Yes. Uh, what is that book called? What is what is its I, core message?
1: I actually just finished my children's book, but I have uh sheep amid wolves.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sheep amid wolves. And this is regarding money.
1: This is regarding money my entire life. I, I've been a Christian my entire life. Obviously I stepped away from the faith, um, uh, in the good, you know, I guess you could say college years, <laughs> but, uh, my entire life, it was always revolving around my mother um, saying that you can't have two masters. You, you know, you can't be rich and go to heaven. It was just one. Wow.
2: Of those. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, that's, so, that's powerful, man.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, she would in my head constantly be like, you know what? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man into heaven. Like I can say it backwards and forwards because she drilled it into me Wow. I stepped away from the faith for a while and I was learning about money, but my wife at that same time, she was getting stronger into the faith. So it's a funny story because she started watching, uh, what is it? TBN, I believe it is. The the Christian Broadcasting Network or whatever. Okay. And everything I would read, because I've read all the entrepreneur books you can possibly think of from can grow rich millionaire mindset uh you know millionaire fast lane it goes on and on right but uh every time I would learn and I would take my notes and I would pass by the kitchen she had it on all the TVs eventually things started kind of meshing and I'm like wait a minute like what so to this day I guarantee you I think Jesus Christ is the greatest entrepreneur because well one he had disciples he had he kind of, you know, created his own little work factory and he spread the the knowledge, right?
2: Yeah, the C-suite. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but eventually I started putting everything together and I'm like, wait a minute, like there's something there. Eventually I started studying more on the Bible and on money at the same time. And I realized that the Bible talks about money more than anything else. Like it has 500 verses on faith, you know, maybe another thousand on love, but it has two thousand three hundred and thirty some on money alone. So obviously, if the Bible is talking about it and whether you're atheist or not, you can't not say that the Bible is the most written book and the most sold book ever. So for one book to sell the most and be the, you know, the most written Obviously there's some insight in there. And when it talks mostly about money, there's something that you need to pay attention to. So I know Dave Ramsey's is the Christian finance guy. <laughs> but I honestly can't stand Dave Ramsey. He has a <laughs> lot of bad advice for something. I used his, I used some of his things to get out of debt. He has great advice when it comes to getting out of debt. But then that's it. And he has a, he's known as the Christian guy, finance guy, but I've read like all his books and he'll have like maybe two scriptures in the entire book. I'm like, no, this is, there's something wrong. So my book is literally filled with scripture and it ties in to Rich Dad and Poor Dad. Like there, you, it's a book that tells you like, look, the Bible Shows you exactly how to work money, how to use money, and how to use debt, how to use credit, how, you know, outside influences the government and everything taxes and everything works because they're the wolves and we're the sheep. And we need to learn the the famous scripture in my entire book is, I send you out of wolves, I send you out of sheep amid wolves, so be wise as serpent and innocent as doves. So my whole book is teaching how to be wise like serpents, work within the law, tax laws and work within it so that way we would be as innocent as doves, but still be able to live in a world of wolves and be able to create something, make something and build worldly wealth.
0: That's a dope message, man. Uh, and, and I can tell that a lot of work has gone into it. You don't get that kind of clarity from uh, winging it you know so i have a lot of respect for that um and i and i know that there's a lot of people out there who are going to need to hear that message in that way so i think it's i think it's powerful what you've put together man and uh if people did want to get the book where would they go
1: dude it's everywhere it's on amazon it's barnes and noble you can get it on kindle you can get it at walmart.com ebay.com i actually just finished writing my little children's book
0: Hey, Easton learns to say it, man! Awesome. Yes. Yeah,
1: so, it, like, like say, me, my little sister. <laughs> um, it's going to be a series for toddlers. So it's pretty much what I created for adults. I'm um, using my my little son, Easton, to be, yeah. the, main, to be the main character, and uh, it just teaches toddlers, you know, the basics of financial literacy.
0: I think that's a better book than that book I was reading when I was a kid, which was like, are you my mommy or whatever it was called? You know, like everybody, everybody poops. Yeah.
2: Jan ran, Jan ran
0: fast. You know, come on, man. No, I think, I think it's great, man. I'm a big supporter of what you're doing. Um, uh, with that said, I, I want to take I just I want to take a quick a, a quick break just to give a shout out to someone that made this episode possible to bring that message that you just delivered of the 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 key influence that something you may have been reading for years could already play a role in improving your finances. I want to highlight that message and highlight the person who made that possible today. One of them is Stephanie Emmett. She herself is a copywriter. She runs, she runs a amazing practice and if you're spending hours doing do-it-yourself marketing she can help you get things out of your head where if you've been saying i don't know what i should be doing my email doesn't work like it's not even a strategy anymore nobody reads emails or you know i don't I, I don't know what i'm doing wrong i'm doing all the things i'm supposed to all that she can help you with that and if it sounds like you she's got this program called the six figures to mentorship it's a solution and you won't feel frozen with that analysis paralysis if you go to stephanie and the way to do that is you go to the Right, as in w r i t e the right stephanie.com and she'll hook you up you can enter the war room for as a code for 10% off if you go to the right stephanie.com with that said rich i love what you're doing man with the work that you've put together writing a book itself is like not easy you know jason himself has put together about 9 books i believe something like that and and counting you know and so i i love to see that that capture of value because often people can't follow all your videos, but if you put it all into one place right, all your social posts and this right. and that, Hey, read the book. It's consolidated. It's concentrated, a heavy dose of what you need. Uh, so with that said, what does it look like as an author to then have to also go out into the marketing environment and things of that nature, like looking at different forms of content to get people there? How, how do you, how do you manage and look at that as an entrepreneur?
1: For me, it was easy. And it's mainly because I started as a marketing agency. So I still do marketing. Uh, I still have an agency that does marketing on Facebook, Google, TikTok. So it, it wasn't difficult for me to go from book to marketing. It was more marketing. Now I have a book and then applying what I've learned. So it was essentially easy. Obviously, it, it takes still capital. Um but other than that, I mean, I can see how a lot of people have a struggle there. Because I mean, you you can get all of, you just said it yourself, you can get all of Russell Brunson's stuff, click funnels, and you can read all his books and watch all of his um, videos. But it's going to take some time to find out, okay, what's the message that I need to broadcast? What people are watching? And what's my target audience? So, so the fact that, I had already been doing that for the past five years does help. Um, I haven't applied it as much as I should have, mainly because I have you know, other things that I'm concentrating on right now. When I first got the book, um, that's exactly what I did. Build myself a funnel, ran traffic to the funnel, had a tripwire. And you No, know, everybody knows. I mean, you guys know. <laughs> but it, it was easy for me just because I had already had five years of marketing experience. Mm.
0: Right on. Okay. Before we go any further, Jason, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this so far.
2: I I typically don't ask questions, but I, I have a question that, and, and I don't know if you'll know the answer, but it it's always burned in my head. And the question is, why don't they teach financial literacy to children when we're young?
1: You open up a, a Pandora's box here, Jason. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really don't know because it's not something difficult. The only guess, and I've read The Creature of Jekyll Island, or what is it? The Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: okay, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: And it's mainly because what that per- book projects, and, and I can only assume that's it because it, it seems like right answer, is that schools, even high school wasn't invented until later these days, but schools are made to program you to be a worker. That's why you have standardized tests. That's why if you don't fail, that's why you stand in line. That's why you don't talk. That's why you follow directions. They have you in a little box and they're programming you to just become a worker, a nine to five. The more you know, as far as financial literacy, you don't need the nine to five eventually. Some people like it. And if you like it and you love it, awesome. But I think George Carlin said that the government normally tends to want to keep you smart enough to work, but not so much to be able to do it yourself. I guess something like that. But I don't know why they don't teach it. Some schools are starting to. My, I have a, my stepson is 17. He goes to, a, I guess, a semi-private school. They have a financial class. But... He comes and tells me, and I'm like, why are they teaching? That's horrible. No, don't do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> because my style of teaching financial is not the Dave Ramsey's. And a lot of people follow Dave Ramsey's. Get out of debt. Don't ever own a credit card in your entire life again. <laughs> <Don't> <laughs> your house cash. If you're going to invest in real estate, save up $250,000 and then pay it cash. Like, that's a Dave Ramsey's style of teaching. Mine is more on the leverage credit. Like credit is there for a reason, like leverage it. Millionaires do, billionaires do. Well, not billionaires anymore, right? But uh, there's ways of doing it the wise way. Um, My son, my son Easton, he's five years old and he's not going to school. Uh, He should be in kinder right now. He's at almost the second grade level already and we're just homeschooling him. It's funny because every time I go visit his little cousins, they're like, why don't you go to school? You need to go to school. And he's like, I'm homeschooled. I don't know. <laughs> but it's mainly because of that, because they're gonna teach you the Pythagorean theorem. They're gonna teach you, and even when they do, it's how you solve it. And I, I bet you, Philip, Jason, if you solved a problem in math one way, not the way the teacher told you, and whether you had the right answer or not, the teacher was on your case about it. Yeah. They want to put you in this little box. So. My son, like I said, he's homeschooled and it's just an open mind. Um, Perfect example. Uh, He has little notebooks that we show him. He has workbooks. And it said it had a bunch of different shapes and it said, color the boxes red. So he colors all the boxes red, but then he colored the hearts red. And I'm like, the instructions say color the boxes red. Why would you color the hearts? He's like, because hearts are red. (laughs) Mm-hmm. You know, and in the school, it would have said, no, you're wrong. It's wrong. You failed. But I, at that point, I was like, well, you're right. I, guess, I mean, <laughs> what do you say to that?
0: Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, I, I think, I think uh, I'm think i glad that Jason brought that up because we've got to be able to reflect on, on where the younger generation is going to be learning how to operate in society. And uh, as you can see, many people went to college. I didn't end up going, uh, mostly because I couldn't. So if anything, I dodged a bullet, really, Um, because I'm seeing now the catastrophe that it is where the interest just piles up on the loans to a point where like, you're never going to pay that off, man. You know, like it's just they've set it up that way. And that's one of the greatest business models I've ever seen. (laughs) You know what I mean? But yet that same 18 year old couldn't go to a bank, present a business plan and hope to get $3,000 for their business which is profound. And yeah. I know it's not the first time anyone's heard this conversation, but I think it's an important one. And uh, for me, again, I'm just, I'm I'm over the moon to know that there's somebody who is not only out there, like giving this, uh, this, this uh, advice, this hard won experience and sharing it in a way that's consumable, but also, you know, putting their money where their mouth is and also bringing it into their own family life and going, look, I- I've seen what's out there. And it's not working. <laughs> I could probably do a better job anyways, you know what I mean and there's, there's a lot to be said for that. The only thing I could ever see school being good for is actually socializing. but that's why you sign up to karate class or like whatever you know what I mean like that, there's like there's so man I I wish someone would have raised me that way because I'm autodidactic in that manner anyways. So right. I think it's awesome. I love that. So if you could leave some go-to advice behind for anyone at any level, Just something you say. Well, I hope you're doing this. Uh, What is that advice?
1: Take your time. I started late. I, I mean, all my 20s, I ruined. I ruined half of my 30s. I didn't start till I was like 35, trying to figure everything out. By the time I was 37, I was finally kind of getting myself out. In this entire time, I'm just trying to speed the process along. Most of it it was because of my dad. Like my dad's always cheering me on. And I want to be at a certain point by the time he's at a certain point. So I'm, I'm constantly in this battle against my own. But one thing that I, I, I heard one of my mentors say is that in order to go faster uh, on a manual, if anybody drives manual, in order to go faster, sometimes you have to downshift. And that really stuck to me because I was always just trying to, like, I published a book and I was like, next. I, you know, I created a business and I was like, next. I never had the opportunity to slow down to make it better. Um I think Ty Lopez says, uh, a fence that goes up fast falls down fast. Uh. So it's... <laughs> it's enjoying not enjoying the time, but Gary Vaynerchuk says it also like enjoy the, the, the thick or the rough. I wish I could do that. There are some times that I'm still kind of like in this internal battle. That's one thing. And everything that you do in life, you have to start backwards in order to make more money. You have to stop spending less. You have to, you know, go back to budgeting. You have to kind of take a step back In order to lose weight, you have to take a step back. And it's this persistence, daily action that's going to get you anywhere versus trying to win the race uh, by running because you're not going to get there any faster.
0: Yeah, man. There's something to be said about someone who can even say, look, this is something I work on every day as well. Again, that just goes to show that you – are in constant evolution as a good entrepreneur would be. So uh for that I, I, I give nothing but high praise, man. Uh we're we're closing in on some of the some of the final questions here. And before we do, we have one more shout out to give. And that is for Rogue Publishing Partners, actually. Uh they can offer you an entire host of Everyone you need to know in independent publishing—from executives, entrepreneurs, consultants, coaches—that we'll get it written. That that's that's what they do, and they'll help you publish, go to market as soon as possible, and support beyond. So they've designed those methods to give you that traction you've been looking for in the marketplace. If you're interested in that, all you have to do is go to RoguePublishingPartners.com. I'll let them know how the war room sent you. With that said, Rich, we have arrived. To what i believe is the grand finale and before we go there i want to check in with jason
2: is it a beatbox day
0: <laughs> oh man <laughs> beatbox instead of a drum roll all right uh, no. there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so rich the grand finale for all the marbles okay if you could have invited anyone to this conversation today where we talked about some really important things who would you have loved to have had here and why them
1: it had to be Dave Ramsey's and Robert Kiyosaki.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, man. You're like, yo, guys, let's, let's, let's put it all on the table.
1: Hash this out. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to hash it out. Um, like I said, I mean, like I, I, I used Dave, Math, Dave Ramsey's methods to get out of debt. And it stopped. The buck stopped there. Uh, anything beyond that, it was Robert Kiyosaki that kind of finished the goal line because you have to use money to make money. You have to use... My greatest thing, and I'm actually trying to create, recreate this book into more of a standardized for everybody. And it's, uh, I don't believe in budgeting. I believe in commanding your money. Because as the Bible says, you can only have two masters. Fine. I love it. But money will never be my master. I will, it will be my slave and I will command money. And the way to command money is in the basic terms of people saying budgeting. But when you think of budgeting, it's the same thing as dieting. People always think, oh, you're taking away. And dieting has this whole negative connotation. Nobody wants to stop paying for their Starbucks. So stop you know, saying budgeting. But if you command your money, you're the one that's directing it and telling it what to do. So Dave Ramsey's has this limiting thing like stop buying Starbucks. Don't buy pizza on the weekends. And he has this... um scarcity mentality when life is abundant money is abundant we need to use it and we need to command it to make more
0: i see what you're saying don't look at it from the context of oh i got to cut back on pizzas and more like you know what i got to save up for that investment that i was looking for yeah like that you've got to be able I, i see that and I love that you're a contemporary in the sense that you're like, look, I'd love to talk to other people who are saying some of the same things and offering that as in the marketplace. I'm happy for a conversation. In fact, I'll probably learn something. And I'd yeah. also love to teach them something, too. Yeah, no, I, I think it's great, man. You, you, you We can you, learn from everybody. You stand behind what you put out there. Uh, where can people go to connect with you?
1: Uh, richwithrich.com.
0: Richwithrich.com. <laughs> That's I pretty it. easy to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. Uh, man, so it was a pleasure having you on. It is tradition around here for Jason to close us out. So I'm going to let him go ahead and do that.
2: Yeah, richwithrich.com. There you go. Wow. Great to have you <laughs> on the show, richwithrich.com. <laughs> They say that enough times. I, I, sp- I think people can get it, right? No, <laughs> anyway, just kidding. Um, yeah, great to have you on the show. It's always great to get like these perspectives that because these are the things nobody talks about. Nobody wants to have these conversations. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> but but they don't. And I think it's just because we're taught not to have these conversations because they're supposed to be difficult, right? And, and I think if, you know, we just approach money, like you said, command it, um, you know, people can get a little bit of a different perspective, what money really means. Um, and I think your perspective changes once you, once you come to the realization that it's just a piece of paper, right? Too right? Because that's the way I look at money. It goes in, it comes out, it's some numbers on a spreadsheet. Whoop-de-doo, you got to have it to eat. But then you can always go shoot a deer too. I live in the mountains. So. Value for <laughs> that. That works too. <laughs> so anyway, thanks for being here. Appreciate you being on the show yes. sharing your knowledge. And uh, I hope people paid attention and got something out of that. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Right on. Cheers. Cheers.